Dina Subnani, the joy activator, is a soul coach, international best-selling author, transformational speaker, and human connector. A citizen of the world, Dina's primary purpose in life is to make the world a better place by allowing people to be authentic and providing them with the skills to live a joyful life. Sit back, relax, and welcome to Cuadros' Corner. So we were just talking about how your voice sounds like the future. Can you tell us a little bit about your background, where you come from? Like, how has it been that you've gotten this, this sound? That's really funny you ask. So I was born in the Philippines, raised in Hong Kong, and lived in LA, New York, San Francisco, and Dubai, and I've been in the Valley for seven years this month, so I say y'all a lot. Y'all. But uh, I'm Indian by ethnicity, and I grew up in Hong Kong, which was ruled by the British at the time I was there. And I went to a private British high school called King George V, and we spoke the Queen's English, and <laughs> it was very proper. And I did Shakespeare's workshops, and nice. I had private drama lessons. And, wow. Yeah. So let me ask the obvious question. How did you end up in the valley? <laughs> Everyone asks me that next. They're like, wait, why the valley? Um, honestly, I've lived in different places and I... Just feel so random to go all over the world and, and then you're the precisely valley. here. You know, there must be a bigger purpose. And I was traveling around 2015. I took a summer vacation. And uh, it was going to be three months. I came to the U.S. I went to... When, when was this? What year was this? 2015. Oh, okay. So this was eight, eight years ago now. Okay, yeah. And it was, I was in Hong Kong and I was taking this trip. And my uh, spiritual guru was traveling around. And I kind of just went to Canada. There was a youth symposium there and I was there. And then it was... All these random places all across the U.S. And he was doing a tour and I was just following along. And I was in New York and I have an aunt and uncle who live here in the valley. Mm -hmm. And my aunt called me up and she said, Dina, I want you to come speak at Infinite Love, which mm -hmm. is a community meditation center mm -hmm. that we have here in the valley. Uh, and it's been around for 11 years. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, when would you like me to come? She goes, I can get you a flight on Wednesday. And I think this was Sunday. And I was like, right. what? So she said, I'll get you the ticket. Obviously, come and stay at home. And... Uh, I came to the valley, I spoke at this uh, meditation group, I told, so I'm a certified Theta healer, that's mm -hmm. one of my backgrounds, right? So I do spiritual coaching, and oh it it is awesome, and so I talked to them about Theta healing, some of my experience, and then we did a guided visualization, and then my aunt said, okay, Dina's taking uh, clients while she's here, and I'm like, oh, I am? And she goes, yes, and so she was busy, like, taking people, getting appointments, and I was just talking to people. She was like people. your manager, right? Yeah, it was really funny to me, because I was like, okay, but then people were having experiences during the meditation. They were like, oh my God, I saw this, I felt this. So I was busy chatting. And she said, after she goes, how many people do you think signed up? I said, maybe four or five. Mm -hmm. And she goes, there were like eight or nine. Mm -hmm. But that eight or nine turned into, I think, 16 or 17 that mm -hmm. first time because I'd see a client 
uh, and they'd call up their mom or their best friend. You have to go see Dina. You know, she she knows things, and I, right, I was right. laughing. She knows things. Yeah, <laughs> she knows things. How did that happen? Like that you got into meditation. So. I grew up in a very spiritual household. Uh, when you say grew up, since you've been all over the world, where, Hong where, Kong. where is home? So home was Hong Kong. My mother still lives in Hong Kong. My dad passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. 22 years ago. Wow. But he was my best friend. He was my mentor. He was my spiritual guide. Mm -hmm. I'm Indian by ethnicity uh, from East India, not mm -hmm. Native American. Right, right. right. Dot Indian. Mm -hmm. And... We didn't grow up in a very uh, religious household. Mm -hmm. Like I see a Ganesh right there and it makes me feel very uh, blessed. That's an Indian god and you pray the to- The elephant, right? Yeah, the elephant god. You pray to Ganesha before you pray to anyone else. That's a remover of all obstacles. I love it. Yeah, it's beautiful. I have one in my home. It makes me feel very secure. Yeah, I have one in my home. My friend painted that for me, the Hitana. What's his My name? mom used to make them. She would uh, cast them and make them and paint them. And so, you know, I grew up with the Hindu tradition and I knew like the several gods and goddesses, but my dad was very blessed at a younger age to mm. have the experience of having a guru. Mm -hmm. And that guru, the principle was believing in a formless creator of all that is. Mm -hmm. Like there is a, you know, God is this formless creator of all that is. Uh, don't judge people on what they eat, what they look like, what they wear. Don't judge them on caste, creed, color, religion. Mm -hmm. Always do your purpose. It's really easy to go off to the Himalayas and become a yogi and remove yourself from life and say, oh yeah, I'm spiritual and I'm connected. But the theory is that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm -hmm. And so live that human experience. If you're a father, be a father. If you're a business person, be a business person. If you're living in a city, be, the Hindus call it your dharma, your purpose dharma. on this planet. Dharma. Dharma. D-H-A, yeah, dharma. So that's your purpose on this planet and everyone has a mm -hmm. dharma to, to I follow. I, I've heard of a gentleman, I don't know, uh, he said similar things. Uh, he's also a meditation guide. He's like from the 1960s. His name is Alan Watts. I don't know. Oh yeah, Alan him. Watts is like the godfather, right? He, these concepts, if you actually listen to the things he says, but it all stems, and I'm not trying to be he biased here. He talks a lot here, about karma. But it, karma is a Hindu belief system, yes. right? That, and it's very simple. It's what you sow, you reap. Yeah. And that's in the Bible too, is as you sow, you will reap, right? So right. what you give out, you get back. That's manifestation, yeah, right. right? Like if what you're you focus negative, on. you're going to get negativity. Right. If you're positive, you're going to get positivity. And that's what I talk about when I do sessions. But I so that. I grew up in a household that I didn't know any difference. So I knew there was a creator of all that is, that we had to be good to one another, mm -hmm. that it didn't matter what your status was, if you were a judge, if you were a lawyer. So when we met and and we had like you would have Sunday school kind of thing or mm -hmm. congregation, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. It used to happen in my house on Saturday afternoons oh, with okay. a few family members and they would sing a couple of hymns, you know, in, in uh, mm -hmm. Hindi. And then my dad would preach. Mm -hmm. There were a few of us youngsters, the young kids. We would go in the room, play when we heard the last fin final hymn. It's time to go out. It's time to go out and eat, right? <laughs> right. 
But as I sort of grew and evolved, I would sit out and listen to him. And my dad's skill was he wasn't very by the book and he wasn't preaching by the book that there was like, you know, every... It's the core values that matter, right? Right. So he would make it really practical in mm -hmm. everyday living. Yeah. And so I just grew up understanding that. And I grew up in a big family. I have a lot of cousins. My mom is one out of, of 12 children. Damn. My mom's out of nine. Yeah, so mom's out of 12, my dad only had two other siblings, but on my mom's side I had 27 first cousins and wow. we were really close. And they grew up with a little more traditional mm -hmm. values, right, whereas right. my parents weren't as conservative. And mm -hmm. we were, like, I was considered the black sheep because, mm -hmm. like, it wasn't an issue for me to speak to a boy. And, or, you know, even in high school, a couple of my girlfriends, we stayed over at a guy friend's home. That would never happen, in like, a traditional home. in a traditional home. Right, but right. my dad was so much more open. My girlfriends, used to come and speak to my dad as a counselor and tell him about their guy issues or whatever they were going through. And he was a wow. counselor. So he was like a guru. Um, I would. So guru generally means a teacher. So even if you're going to learn dancing, if you're going to learn to play the guitar, then your teacher would be a guru. Yes. Now, the way the Americans take the term guru, I don't know if I would equate it to that, but he was a self-actualized man. He had the blessing of being able to give that knowledge to other people. There's, he would mentor other people, right? Yes. Yeah, and so I consider guru to be similar to mentor. Fair enough. Then if that if that's the way, yes, mm -hmm. 100%. He was a very knowledgeable man. He used to read. He mm -hmm. knew about different religions. He could talk about different religions. And people would come to him for counseling. He was also able to read your palm. He was also able to read Indian horoscopes. So mm -hmm. people would come in the traditional Hindu uh, way. You would match mm -hmm. a horoscope to get married. Right. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So you had to be the same. It, no, you, you had, had to, to be, be compatible. Compatible. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people would come to my dad and say, hey, this match came for my daughter. Can you check? And he'd be like, mm, this is not going to be a good one. There's going to be a lot of trouble. You know, it doesn't wow. match. So like. A lot of my cousins, you know, got arranged marriages to good families. And wow. yeah, yeah, it was still very a, a done that, thing. Yeah, yeah, that, that seems like a, like a movie, I feel. Yeah, for, you know, and it's, that's the beauty about being able to travel and learn about different cultures and societies and traditions and religion because it opens your mind up mm -hmm. so much. Mm -hmm. And so for someone here who doesn't know, mm -hmm. it feels like a movie, right? right? right. A Bollywood movie, yeah. you know, they have an arranged marriage and it, they, they think it's really archaic and it's mm -hmm. back in the day, but it was, you know, in my lifetime yeah, yeah. people still, and it's not like it was per perhaps in my parents' time where mm -hmm. it was like, oh, this is the person you're you're getting married to. Mm -hmm. It's like, look, this person's from a good family. There's a show on Netflix, The Indian Matchmaker. I've never heard of it. No, it's mm -hmm. on Netflix and this woman who then gets compatibility. Mm -hmm. But then nowadays you date, you go mm -hmm. find out if you're, right, you right. like each other. So it's just being introduced to a good person mm -hmm. from a good family, right? right, right? right. So... You know, it's actually, I think nowadays with the dating scene mm -hmm. being as it is, people actually want the mm -hmm. introduction like, okay, this guy's not psycho and his mm -hmm. family is good and mm -hmm. or this girl is, you know, so yeah. 
people are going back to that time of understanding and that's the online sort of matchmaking system. Yeah. But yeah, so I grew up in a really spiritual household. I understood love was my religion. When dad passed away, actually, and this is actually all in my uh, chapter in my book that I what just published, called? Women with Healing Gifts. Mm -hmm. uh, it's an anthology from women from all over the world. So it's an international mm. bestseller. So, wow, <clears throat> congratulations. A, a best-selling author, thank you very much. International. You ever, did you ever think you were going to be an international bestseller? You know what? A book was always... In the ethers, it was there. I had hundreds of people saying, Dina, I've, ha I've led, led a very, very interesting life. Very. No, I mean, you traveled the world. I've traveled the world. I've had experiences that many wouldn't because I wasn't tied back by tradition mm -hmm. or culture or religion. Mm -hmm. So I was able to experience, and I'm a Sagittarian, I'm a lover of life, and so it's like, yeah, let's just do it and figure it out, you know, when we get there. I love that. And yeah. your name on, on Instagram, your branding is the Joy Activator. How did that come to be? So growing up, I was always considered the happy chick. Um, I think partly it's just who I am. So the happy black sheep. Yeah, the happy black sheep. Like, I always moved to the beat of someone else, you know, a different drum, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't follow tradition. I was always ahead of time with fashion. Mm -hmm. I would scribble on my jeans with Sharpie. If there was a hole, I'd stitch in a leather patch. Nice. I'd wear like thick old platform Mary Janes and my friends would be like, Tina, like, <laughs> you know, we don't want to hang out with you. And my dad's like, don't worry about them. I'll hang out with you. So I was always just different. Unique. Yeah. And it, it was just, I didn't, I couldn't fit in even if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know how. Yeah. You know, I tried to, You're you know. just being you. Yes. I didn't know how not to be me. And I tried, mm -hmm. right? I tried to be demure and mm -hmm. wear the Indian outfit mm -hmm. when we went to weddings. And, you know, mm -hmm. like, I remember there was a comment, look at your cousin. She's so, like, you know, yeah. put together. And, like, so I would stand there looking all pretty. And then, like, five minutes later, I'm dancing and, like, just Best gleeful. Was nice. Well, that's good because, you know, when when people are younger, they tend to not know who they are. Yeah. So you having that advantage, I feel, because that takes away a lot of the stress of like navigating the world is like knowing who you are. I'll tell you a secret, I'm still evolving. And the fun thing is you get to choose. It's not one thing. And you get to evolve and grow and have a new set of beliefs. And you know, does this fit anymore? Mm -hmm. Does this belief serve me in any way? And you, we have permission to discard mm -hmm. it, but people don't understand the level of choice we have in life. So they feel mm -hmm. like, they stay in victim mentality that, mm -hmm. oh, my parents, my society, my culture, the government, mm -hmm. and it's everyone else's fault that, mm -hmm. but the truth is you get to choose. Yeah. And this is what I talk about as being the joy activator. So I was always a happy chick. I, people were like, Dina, do you see like the world with rose colored glasses? Mm -hmm. And like, I go, I'm not unaware of things that are going mm -hmm. on but there's only so much I can do. Mm -hmm. So I just focused on what was bringing me joy. And that mm -hmm. was from a very young age. And it was really funny. I had friends before I even went into the healing arts or learned mm -hmm. more about it. I had friends who'd come to me 
and say, Dina, we have a job interview. Send us good juju, right? Oh, Send us that. good good vibes. Nice. And I'd be like, okay, I'm sending you good vibes. Yes, yes. Or like, so my dad, let's go back. Like if someone was sick, he would tell us to give him a glass of water mm -hmm. and he would pray over the water. And Indians have silver cups and mm -hmm. copper cups. And it just was how we had things right. at home. Right. So he would literally just pray into the water and then tell that person to wow. drink the water. And this is, okay, I'm going to reveal my age. Um, you know, this was in the 80s. Mm -hmm. And now there are studies shown on the healing powder, power of water. Dr. Emoto Masuro mm -hmm. Emoto, if mm -hmm. you do it, studies, how when you pray into water and put you know, the water bottles with the words love and mm -hmm. kindness and right. growth, the crystals, the actual crystals mm -hmm. shape are shaped like beautiful mm -hmm. snowflakes. But if you're talking hate and anger and they've done these experiments, yeah, wow. yeah with water and we're 70% water. Of course, yeah. They do it like you can put rice in a cup and mm -hmm. like it literally gets moldy and the, it's just a beautiful exp yeah. experiment that kids can do to just see. Like, like plants too, I've, I've, yes. I've heard of plants yes. growing more when you talk yes. nice to them. Yes. You're giving them that energy because our voices are energy too. Your voice, the words you speak, like why do they call it, you know, we're on like Halloween weekend. Why do they call it spells, casting spells? Mm -hmm. Because you're spelling things with your words, That's right? right? That's true, yeah. It is your words are powerful. Mm -hmm. What were spells? It was a collection mm -hmm. of words you put together. That's true. And so it's understanding we are creating every mm -hmm. moment. Our thoughts create our reality. That's true. And so it's again what I talk about in my in my mm -hmm. presentation that I do, that the power of our thoughts, but most mm -hmm. people either live in the past mm -hmm. or they're so worried about the future that they're not aware of what they're thinking about. That's true. Yeah. So if what you focus on expands, if you're constantly thinking about the past, how someone did you wrong or, you know, a lover jilted you or mm -hmm. an ex-relationship or your mother or whatever it is, yeah. and you're constantly replaying that and all your energy mm -hmm. is going into that, guess what you're creating more of? You're creating more of the past mm -hmm. because that's what you're thinking about. That's where your energy is going and it. what you're focusing on expands. And then people go, oh, I never have good luck. <laughs> Nothing good ever happens it's to me. because they're already thinking negatively. I'm like, duh, then what do you think you're going to keep getting more? People ask me all the time, Dina, how do you win so many raffles and prizes? <laughs> a, I enter. Yeah. B, I'm not attached to it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to win that. I won your earrings. Yeah, that one you time. did. You did at the door prize. Oh, yeah. But like I'm constantly winning things or people are constantly pulling my name. It's like because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to win that. And nice. I claim it or I keep saying I'm super lucky. Yeah. I'm super blessed, right? Mm -hmm. I'm speaking it into existence. Mm -hmm. I'm aware that my words mm -hmm. create my reality. Right. And so most of the time, if you're living in the past and you're creating more of that, mm -hmm. or you're living in the future and you're creating more worry and anxiety, mm -hmm. you're not present. Mm -hmm. What is enlightenment? It is being aware of what you're creating, mm -hmm. being in the moment, being in the present. Being focused on what's happening now. Now. And then you're aware of what you're thinking about. Most of the times we don't even know what we're thinking about. Yeah, we often ignore it and do something else. And we're so mean to ourselves. Yeah. So when you first got here and you started doing your workshops, 
and telling people these things about how we are, what we think, and in our minds, and and being present. What was the the some of the things that people would tell you that kind of like open your eyes, like, hey, people need me to to share these things. Yeah, so it's really funny. When I moved here, so I came and I did a couple of presentations. I came back a, a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And then my travels took me, again, to different places in the U.S. Uh, I had someone from our spiritual congregation invite me to come stay with her in Michigan. And I was like, okay, she goes, you know, I'll introduce you to people. It was an elderly aunt. Mm -hmm. And uh, two weeks later, she's like, I'm going to Ohio, figure it out. I'm like, oh shit. Wow. And then uh, another friend, again from the congregation, she invited me to her home in Virginia. Wow. She said, I have a six bedroom. Someone's just leaving. She would rent her rooms out. You can come and stay as, as long as you need to. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I was just traveling around like with one suitcase and one hand carry. Mm -hmm. And every now and then when I got bored of my clothes, the three month vacation ended up being a year and a half almost of traveling. Yeah. And then I got approved for some medication that they were going to give to me uh, that just made such a huge difference in one of the conditions I had. And so said, I said, I'm going to stay in the US again. Mm -hmm. And so Virginia wasn't the place. I got my driver's license. I only got my driver's really? license eight years ago. Wow, and do you love driving now? Oh my God, I'm like <laughs> Schumacher and I have serious road rage and people laugh at me all Will the time. Will you fit right in? <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm yelling at people because they're not indicating or they're going 35 in a 55. And, the, yeah. and then I swear in Spanish. It's really funny. Do you listen to like anything in, in, in Spanish when you're driving and singing along? Not in Spanish. I do listen to the radio or my Pandora. I like music when I'm driving. But yeah, I'm like choice words. I wear this smart ring mm -hmm. and like it, it tracks your stress, your activity, really? your heart rate, your sleep. And so I can check, like, you know, my stress levels go super high. Like I was driving to the island oh, on Friday and my stress levels were super high because, you know, in and out of the express, right. we're like, get out of my way. Yeah, and everyone's trying to go to the beach on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. And people were just driving like, do, do, do. I'm like, no, if you're in this fast lane, you need to drive fast. Move. <laughs> <laughs> Did you learn Spanish here in the valley? I don't even, you know, the only Spanish I know are a few words, but yes or no. Okay, I'm lying. I learned Spanish, the few words of Spanish that I speak, mm -hmm. first on Sesame Street, back right. in the day. That's what we got not on Dora. TV. Uh, not Dora. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, little, a little older. Hey, it was still popular regardless. Yeah, but Dora was way after I was like, yeah, I'm aging myself. <laughs> but Sesame Street. And then I came here and... You would think, okay, I moved here because I thought, okay, look, I saw several people. I'd come back once or twice after, and I saw several people for healing sessions. And, mm -hmm. you know, people were like, whoa, this is incredible. Thank you. And I made a few friends who were mm -hmm. clients of mine. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? The Valley is a place that you can go with a suitcase and a hand carry and just get started again. Right. Mm -hmm. I had no plans, no job, mm -hmm. no nothing. I thought I'd be really popular, at least that I would have enough clients to mm -hmm. pay bills. And my mm -hmm. theory was get an apartment for five, six hundred dollars and start that way. I came here, saw some apartments and my aunt was with me and she's like, there is no way you're living in like. And I was laughing because I, I left home when I was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. I graduated high wow. school at 16. Damn. 
and I flew halfway across the world to LA and I started junior college. I didn't know what I was doing in high school. It was geared for the um, British education system. So most people did an extra year in high school and mm -hmm. then went to UK. Mm -hmm. My brother was already in the U.S. He was at UCLA. Mm -hmm. My parents weren't so involved in the education. It wasn't, you know, mm -hmm. a thing. Mm -hmm. I did my PSATs at like 13. Wow. And my SATs at like 15. Yeah. So I hadn't applied and gotten into a college, mm -hmm. but I was done and I wasn't going to follow the same thing. that The traditional. I, right, where they would go into secretarial school for a year or two, mm -hmm. then work for another year or two till they were of a good age to find a traditional, like get married mm -hmm. and, and do that. So that wasn't my path. Yeah. So I went off to college. I was 16 in Santa Monica College, wow. which was a junior college that had no dorms. The average age was 26 because wow. it was all like, you know, wannabe actors, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like people would be like carding me to, to like, you cannot be 16. And, I, and then I got an apartment with random wow. strangers. 16. At 16. Wow. I had a checking account at 17. Damn. And uh, yeah, and I just, you know, the classes that I really enjoyed, I did well in. Mm -hmm. The ones that I didn't, I didn't do so. And that was even in high school. I was a real, people were like, are you a child genius? Like, you must be <laughs> so smart. I'm like, three Bs, three Cs, and two Ds. No, I'm not a genius. But it's just like what you enjoy. You're courageous right? to go all the way from your you home know, I, over here. I look back at it and I'm like, what were my parents smoking? I see 16 <laughs> year olds now and yeah. like, Honestly, it's a blessing that I was very independent growing up and I mm -hmm. had a lot of street smarts. Mm -hmm. Not that I was on the streets and that Hong Kong mm -hmm. was like a dangerous place. No, but knowing place. how to manage yourself. Right. I traveled when I was much younger. So I would travel from Hong Kong to Thailand. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a lot of cousins wow. in Thailand. My school would get out a week earlier than theirs. I would go there, wait for them to finish, and then we traveled to India to see my grandparents. Wow. My grandma, actually, my granddad yeah. had passed many mm -hmm. years ago. So we'd travel and we'd spend the summer in India. And wow. so just, you know, traveling, getting... I remember taking a trip to the U.S. when I was nine without even the unaccompanied minor yeah, thing. Yeah. So I guess semi-intelligent could read and mm -hmm. figured it out. You weren't afraid. And I wasn't afraid. I was more of this risk, you know, I'm a Sagittarian fire sign, like, nice. you know. And my mom was also... A, a lot more rebellious. She wasn't mm -hmm. your traditional housewife type, demure, mm -hmm. you know, person. She was a real firecracker. Mm -hmm. My dad was a spiritual guy. Mm -hmm. So it was a great combination. It was an interesting combination. At times I was like, how is this even working? Because they were so opposite. Mm -hmm. He went to bed by 10, never smoked, never drank. My mom was this real firecracker. She loved fashion. She loved dressing up. We have albums of photos of her, you know, before the selfie was in. We had albums of her, like, you know. Yeah, I'm like, ahead of her time. <laughs> yeah, and so she was way ahead of her time. And my dad wasn't traditional, so she got to go out. And she's like, I'm going to go to learn how to be a hairstylist. So she mm. went to, you know, school to learn to be a yeah, hairstylist. Yeah, yeah. Then she was bored, and she's like, I, I want to get a job. And it was like, what? An Indian woman getting a job? And so she worked, like, at a jean store. She worked at a... 
a restaurant for a bed and people were just like, who, like she was the first woman to join a, like a gym club thing. Really? So she was, yeah, <laughs> she, she's still around. My she mom, I love her. Yeah. So, I mean, I saw that independence too. And mm -hmm. I grew up, like I said, very spiritual. They talked about like Hong Kong had a new age bookstore at that mm. time. It was like the woo woo spiritual, but after my dad was a custom tailor for a very long time then my mom got involved in semi-precious mm -hmm. gemstones wow. and then they would travel to tucson to mm. the gem fairs which are full of the hippy dippy people you know over bonfires mm -hmm. like it, it yeah, was yeah. and like my mom would hang out with these people and she would travel more than my dad before my wow. dad used to come to the u.s get orders for the custom mm -hmm. suits and then come wow. back then my mom would do that and so they were exposed to like psychics and crystal healing. And like, I remember growing up and seeing books in my house, the silver method, which is really mm -hmm. uh, big now on how to, mm -hmm. to tap into your mind and your subconscious. And the this silver method. Silver, yeah. Silver. And it was actually a person from Laredo. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And it's very good book. Yeah, the silver method. So it's from... Going into theta, alpha, delta. Yes. So I'm a theta healer. It's t tapping into going into theta. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, and so, again, I grew up with a very different experience than maybe my even cousins did, right, right, right. right? And so then leaving and being in L.A. at the age of 16, I would have graduated before I was legal to drink. Wow. Right? But because I couldn't do math, yeah, I yeah. hated math. <laughs> hated I have a degree in communications from UC mm -hmm. Santa Barbara. I mean, you communicate amazing. <laughs> well, thank you. That is my gift zone, right? That I have the gift of gab, you know? Well, let me ask you, what do you think of backdoor modern vintage? Oh, I love this place. Like, again, fashion to me, I have a passion just to play around. And if you see me in events here, one day I have I've a, seen you many yeah, times. And I'm super dressed, right? I have a blonde wig. Yeah, or I, always... have, I always look different. People are like, wait. Dina? So I love, I love curating looks. And I, I can't believe this is my first time here. Really? Yeah. But this is like a playground. Like if people haven't and been here. And you haven't even seen the back. I know. But like just to play around and the, the styles and the fashion and the vibe. Oh, it's like super up my alley. I yeah. don't know about other people, but I love oh, yeah, it. Yeah, I love it here. I mean, look I it. I love it. That's look why I it. chose to have the podcast here. Yeah, I know. It's super fun. And I got my little hat on, my little robe, oh, and yeah, my gaucho pants. Your outfit. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, and like, you know, it's, again, that's a way of expressing yourself. I always have a flower in my hair. It. I don't know how it became a thing, but it became a thing. And now when I don't mm. have a flower in my hair, yeah. people are like, Dina. You don't look the same, Dina. Where's your flower? <laughs> you know, and it's become like a signature. It's your brand. Yeah, but it's it's being able to express you authentically, what speaks to you. Mm -hmm. So being able to put a, I love hats, right? And like great with the hat on. Yeah, I know, I love it. But it and it's it's just you know Halloweeny and a little yeah. goth, and I, I love it. It's a great costume. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about love and light, but I understand we have shadow sides, right? And we have to understand we are a mix of everything, and you can't just be one thing. I have like a, a very sensual side. I have a very sassy side. I have a very like you know probably mm -hmm. if I didn't have the awareness I did, I could be not a very nice person. Mm -hmm. And I know I have had moments 
moments of thoughts mm-hmm. that aren't mm-hmm. in alignment to, oh, joy and love and light, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that is still part of who I am. Yeah, we all have that ugly side sometimes. Yeah. yeah. No, and it's really, it's that understanding that you get to express all of it. And more and more, I've allowed myself to say, this is who I am, you know, and be okay with it. It was Mm -hmm. always, this is who I am, Mm -hmm. but feeling judged for it. Like, you know, you're too much, Mm -hmm. you know, you're too loud, you know. You know, my mom would be like, why are you wearing flowers in your hair? And the the flowers isn't a new thing. It, it was like when I was younger, I just love, I have very naturally curly mm-hmm. hair mm-hmm. and putting a flower just made me feel very tropical. And <laughs> it just made me happy. Right. It just made me it happy. It makes me happy. And other people say the same thing to me. Like, Dina, I love that you wave flowers. I went out and bought myself a flower because, you know, why not? It made me happy just to see it. And that's like, yeah, <laughs> express yourself, yes, right? Yes, for sure. It's that joyful, allowing yourself not to be judged. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their dharma. They have dharma. their path and their purpose. And you get to choose. I speak to high school Latina girls as part of a Latina in Progress scholarship program. How's that like? It's amazing because, you know, we have doctors and engineers and lawyers and women in the community come and speak to them about different things, financial literacy. And I go to talk to them. Actually, it's next month. This is my third year doing it. Wow. And I just get to go and tell them, hey. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. No, I love it. Like it. I cannot tell you how much I love it, but that age, right? They're in, they're graduating seniors. These are people mm-hmm. who are going in. A, so they're you it's know like when leaders. You're 16, 17, 17, 18, and they're like freaked out about college. A lot of them are still first generation down here, you know, going into college. And right at that time, you put so much weight on your shoulders, and I get to come in and say, breathe. Chill out. (laughs) That I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And look, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, and this is my background, and this is what I've done. And they're all like, and I, at the end of the program, they they write these little essays on who or what impacted them Mm -hmm. during the session. Mm -hmm. And every year I get a bunch of essays saying the joy activator, Dina. I had one girl say she transformed my life. She gave me permission to say that I get to choose. And to me, these are just basic things and Mm -hmm. what I think is basic. Mm -hmm. But some people don't have that awareness. Mm -hmm. I forget that I was blessed to be raised in a way that was so open and connected to the energy of all that is. Mm -hmm. Understanding. I did my first healing class when I was 15, 16 and understood on taking in energy and giving out energy and and to be able to bestow just guidance and mm-hmm. wisdom, right? right it's right. that wisdom. And that's where the joy, you asked me, where does the joy <laughs> yeah. activator? Two years ago or two and a half years ago, we were going through COVID. I was in this little slump, not feeling like I was serving any sort of purpose and not knowing what I was doing, right? Mm-hmm. When I moved here, I thought I was going to be really popular. And I thought I would, not popular. When let did me you officially it. move here? Like you're like, this 20- is going to be my home. October 2016. Oh, so it's going to be No, 2017. Seven, seven years? Yes. 20, 2017? It was, it's been seven years. October oh, wow. 2016, so I think it... Yeah, math. Right. Seven years. Do the math, people. Do the math. But it's seven years I've been here. 
And when I came here, my aunt said, get an apartment that is in a gated neighborhood because you need to be safe. So that was like 800 and something dollars. And then when I was out there going, okay, I'm doing healing sessions, it was crickets. Mm, well, that like, was early. I feel like barely now. Yeah, people are getting into it. Back then, though, like people were going to infinite love, understanding meditation, there was a, just a small, I would go to like uh, networking events mm -hmm. and gift healing sessions away. Mm -hmm. People who'd win them never called. Really? So then I had to start, I needed to get a job. And I was a server at Housewife. Oh. And I was like, me, a server <laughs> at this age? Like I had my own set of beliefs, right? right Indian right. girl, it wasn't a thing that you would do. And the, the mindset was like, but like, you know, when I got into it, you understand. So there's some servers in certain restaurants, you could make 100K, mm -hmm. right? Depending on where you are, mm -hmm. not down in the valley, unfortunately. <laughs> Just to know, people, $2.17 is what servers yeah. get paid officially. Oh, sometimes they don't even... And people don't tip. And yeah, sometimes they don't tip. Yeah, and some places you have to share tips. Anyways, so then I started working in a restaurant, House Wine and Bistro down uh, the Delgados. Mm -hmm. yeah, and yeah. I was there for a year and a half. Then I opened Buddy Visa as part of the opening team. But then the universe said, F are you doing? This is not your dharma, right? Yeah, you yeah. have a bigger role. You have more impact to make. And so then COVID hit and I was this in this little slump, right? And I was like, I don't know. Then, you know, people say you have to invest in yourself. So I obviously got myself a coach. I was doing some sessions and I just went through a process where I was like, you know what? I know my purpose on this planet. My purpose, and it's always been. Mm -hmm. My purpose on this planet is simply to be a lighthouse of joy. I mean, you're surrounded by light right now. Yeah, and it's that, <laughs> it's that. I know now I can walk into a room and shift the energy. Mm -hmm. I've always had that ability, but never trusted it. Mm -hmm. Or people say, oh, ego, the, and it mm -hmm. doesn't come from a pl place of ego. It's mm -hmm. that is the gift I was given. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for it. I have grown ass men and women. When I go to events, they come to me for a hug. And if I just give them a hug, they just, and that's all they need. Yeah, because I feel like the Valley specifically, we're so predominantly Hispanic that the Hispanic family itself tends to not really communicate and have that uh, opportunity that you had with your parents. Because over here, a lot of people don't have that communication with their kids. They're very like, because their yeah. parents were were that way with them. You know what? It's it's the same. So the Indian and Mexican culture, Hispanic culture is very similar, right? It's very matriarchal, you know, mama rules. You don't air your dirty laundry, so a lot of people don't go for counseling or therapy. Mm -hmm. They think it's like, oh, no, I, I nothing's wrong like with me. Like you failed in life for right. going to therapy. And now when I go and I speak at the cities, like I've spoken at City of Edinburgh, City of Mission, City of Harlingen, uh, educators at Teach for America, Hildago County, I have men and women. And I tell them, like, any person who's pursuing better in their life, top athletes, successful people, they all have coaches and mentors. They all have someone they can speak to about what's going on in their noggin. Use therapy and counseling as a way, and you don't need major trauma mm -hmm. to seek counseling. Mm -hmm. It's just like, yeah, something's off. Yeah. You know, I'm not on my game. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's understanding not to use your best friend or your tia to vent to, right? 
It is... Because then they're going to tell everybody else. <laughs> right. They might, A, tell everyone else. Well, they're going to do they, it. <laughs> they don't have that uh, capacity maybe to hold space mm -hmm. that counselors or therapists or healers have learned to hold space right. for someone else with a judgment-free yeah. zone. So you're providing an excellent service down here to all the people that are going to... Yep. I know you've been going to a lot of events, so you're, you're meeting people from, like, government to local yeah. business to artists to everybody right yeah it's really funny because i came here without knowing anyone except my aunt and uncle my aunt had sort of uh some people that i met through going through certain organizations but they sort of slowly moved out of that and i had to mm -hmm. grow my network mm -hmm. and like if you understand that your network is your net worth you understand that you have to build your influence because if you want to affect change in this world, mm -hmm. you have to have a little bit of influence. Of and so I started showing up. I started volunteering. This was when I was in that slump. I did some of, I had my own coach and I was working on myself. I claimed my purpose. And then one day before on Instagram, before I was the joy activator, mm -hmm. I was body, mind, spirit healer because mm. that's what I did. Right. But it felt a little limiting to me. Mm -hmm. Like, Dina, what is it? What What is it? And like when I was working with my coach, who's an intuitive, she was, she's 82. Wow. And she was like a real power. She goes, you know, it's joy, right? Mm -hmm. I go, yeah, I've always, I ran two happiness mm -hmm. clubs, one in Dubai, one in Hong Kong. I was on TV, radio, magazine, wow. and a double spread Damn. in the newspaper in Dubai for running wow. a happiness club. I'm telling you, it was in That's my crazy. DNA. Yeah. Like this choosing because I realized I had a choice. You know, a lot of people don't know when I was 13, 14, I started getting a skin issue, which then developed into head to toe psoriasis. Mm -hmm. And that's why I moved here was I was getting medication. Mm -hmm. But like I was losing my hair. I had patches all over. At one point, it was so bad. I looked like a third degree burn victim. Wow. But yet here you are. But yet here I am and I had a choice. Like when I was going for treatment in LA, when mm -hmm. at 16, 17 at UCLA, the nurses there, like you're so young and yet you're so joyful. We have people in their 30s, 40s who are miserable, they're mm -hmm. mean, they're unhappy. And I just realized I had a choice. You could be happy or sad, right? Mm -hmm. And I could be miserable because, I mean, we live in a world where your looks are everything. A young, like I was just, Get, going through puberty, like, mm -hmm. it was hard. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It was hard. I remember being in a train station, holding on to, in Hong Kong, holding on to the pole, mm -hmm. and I had patches on my hand. And, like, a wow. uh, Chinese lady, unfortunately, some cultures aren't as... Uh, very blunt. Yes, very blunt. So she literally looked at my hand gave me the ugliest look and recoiled like I was a leper, mm. right? I remember being in high school and having a senior going, hey, pizza legs. Wow. And having to navigate that, but because of my faith in a creator, because mm -hmm. of my connection, because of my relationship with my father. Karma. Karma. I, I, I don't know how karma might play into it, but yes, I didn't. Treat others how you would like yes. to be treated. So... So I just chose a different way. It, it's miserable being sad and unhappy. Of course. You know, and people ask me, Dina, are you joyful all the time? I'm human, 
right? Mm -hmm. I have things that impact me. I have road rage. We were talking about earlier. I have road rage. You know, I learned to drive eight years ago. Boy, with this. And I'm like, I don't know if I can swear here, but yeah, you know, I'm like, pinche pendejo, get out of the way, you know. <laughs> and like, I like, just so get funny. out of my way, yeah, right? Yeah. Because I love this driving so much freedom and then yeah. I have this, oh, I love it. But like, yeah, but I've learned to flip my switch. So now that I'm, I'm defaulted to joy. Mm -hmm. So if my flip gets switched to like something bad's yeah. happened. Hold my hat. Yeah, it's like, when you allow yourself to feel, mm -hmm. feel the sadness, understand what it's trying to tell mm -hmm. you. Do some self-introspection. Okay, why am I pissed off with this person? Mm -hmm. Because they'd said this to me. Okay, so what does that make me feel? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, then it makes me feel like I'm not good enough or mm -hmm. I'm disrespective. And if you dig down a little bit, and mm -hmm. that's the process of theta healing, mm -hmm. you understand that it's not always personal. It's whatever their perspective is, but we take it as being personal. Mm -hmm. But when we don't, then we're allowed to process it and yeah. go, okay, I was pissed off. Okay, well... Mm -hmm. You know, more objective. Yeah, just talk yourself out of it. And yes, there are things that are deeper, and yes, there's traumas, mm -hmm. people, ugly, ugly things people have gone through that I've counseled people through. I've mm -hmm. sat there, and people come to me. I've had doctors and lawyers and judges in the valley as mm -hmm. clients of mine. Right. And I create safe, sacred space. And right. I have people saying, I haven't told my wife this, or I haven't told wow. my husband this, or you must think I'm a horrible person. I go, I don't, but you obviously do. Would you like to work towards clearing that? Mm -hmm. those self-judgments because wow. we walk around with wounds right because the world teaches us we're not enough or we're too much or we're mm -hmm. you know we don't belong and these are core root beliefs that we mm -hmm. carry around right and when we're able to dig into the subconscious mind and find that root belief and take it out thousands of beliefs fall away and that's mm -hmm. why i loved theta healing because mm -hmm. it was science quantum physics mm -hmm. along with spirituality and that i, love that. I feel that's who I am that I have that spirituality mm. but it's not like woo woo I'm dancing naked under the full moon not to say that's not a good thing to do <laughs> like the moon has magic right I was there last night not <laughs> dancing naked but you know what I'm saying it's yes. it's understanding we're connected to all that is and we are all one you know there's a quote that our people say oh we are mere drops in the ocean right mm. but you forget the second part of the quote, which is that the entire ocean is in a single drop. That's true. Everything that you need is within. That's and true. you can merge into the oneness of everything, and then you can be an individual. But when you understand it's all interconnected, we're all this entire planet beyond the cosmos, the galaxies. Yeah. Who to say we're the only intelligent life, right? Yeah. It goes beyond. And when you go beyond it and merge into just the essence that beingness of all that is, you realize there's so much more in the power that we yield. And when we take that back, our power, mm -hmm. how we create from knowing, ooh, I get to choose. I get to choose to be happy. So I've defaulted mm -hmm. that choice to happiness. And that. now I allow myself through the anger, the sadness, and it doesn't last. It doesn't mm -hmm. stay with me. Yes. And then it's like, okay, I'm happy Comes again. And goes. Yeah, and that's it, that's life. I tell people, hey, life happens. You know there's gonna be doo-doo. 
Mm-hmm. We're going to have crappy times. We're going to have amazing times. We know this. We know people are going to die. Like, what's the biggest cause of death? There's a lot, no? The biggest cause of death is life. If you are born, you are going to die. Yeah. It's what we live. There it's is, the only promise. It's, it's that, but physical. We, if you believe we are souls having multiple experiences, there's a theory that we're living parallel lives, right? Quantum jumping, going into another, you know? Mm-hmm. There's so much out there. Stop living with blinders on because of religion, because of, of ways of thinking, right? Be open. And a lot of people have this cognitive dissonance. Mm-hmm. When something comes up, that they can't deny, but it doesn't go along with the beliefs you've been mm-hmm. brought up to believe. Right. Your brain doesn't know. You're just like, <laughs> and you just want to deny it. But when we live open, when we are like, life is so much bigger than what we know. Mm-hmm. And just be aware, like, oh, does this fit me? Does this way of being, does this cultural belief fit me? Or doesn't it? Right. Right? If, if there's one thing that you want people to take out from your message about choosing whether to be happy or not, what's that one message that you want people to leave with, Hmm. whether they're listening here or when they go to one of your healing sessions Yeah. or maybe even at one of the events where they get to meet you and and make an acquaintance? Yeah, so I always tell people don't underestimate the impact you make, whether it's positive or negative. Right? We create ripples into our world. Our energy makes a huge difference. And if we learn to turn up that dial, they call it like magnetism, right? They teach salespeople how to be magnetic, how to, to create that rapport with people. These are things we can cultivate. We get to choose. When you understand, when you take back that power of choice, that no one's telling you how you need to think. And when you understand that you can respect your instinct, the chapter in my book is called Everyone is a Healer, that we can tap into our gifts and listen to the sounds, listen to what we're being told, trust our gut instincts. When we understand our connection to the creator of all that is and operate from awareness, being present of what we're thinking about, and if that thought isn't in alignment, Delete, replace, right? So when you understand you are a magnificent being of love and light, and there's this quote, I wish I had my phone that I could read it, but it's a Marianne Williamson quote that says, we are more afraid of our light than we're afraid of our darkness. Why is that? Because we're like, who am I to shine so bright? Who am I? That's true to live in the glory of the God that manifested us, right? But we are all children of a, a creator mm-hmm. and we are made to manifest that light that within us. We're more afraid of the light than we are the darkness. Yeah, with the darkness, it's a bit more like, yeah, I feel comfortable here. I deserve yes. this. It's the comfort zone, but it's a light that scares us. But when we live in our light and say, yeah, it, and again, people go ego, humble. No, it is that understanding it is a gift it is to be alive as a human being mm-hmm. is a gift right you know so they that's why they say life is living in the present it's a present right 
Yeah. It's a blessing. And we have all the elements in the universe inside of us. Exactly. We're, we're made up of all five elements. Yeah, we're you know? the stars ourselves. Yeah, cosmic stardust. And we're looking out there to find something, but we're, we're yeah. it. We are it. I wanted to go back a little bit and talk about the valley because you're here now yes. in the Rio Grande Valley. What's like one of the things that you have taken away from this place that's uniquely about this environment? Because you've traveled obviously mm -hmm. all around the world. What have you seen that's uniquely so this place? What have you taken away? Interesting question. What have I taken away? Like this to me is home now. You know, seven years, I have a house in Edinburgh. I have a partner I've been with for six years, my you boyfriend. Met him here? I met him here. Wow. Uh, he's uh, Mexican, well, he's American, but you know, he comes from a his Hispanic background. We're very, very proud. Uh, yeah, and like it's very similar to the culture, you know, family is very, it's un, a little unfortunate that we talk about diversity and you're living in a huge state, the largest state, and yet in the valley, even the young high school students who go out to Austin or San Antonio, a lot of times come running back home because they're just not used to people of different cultures, a different mm -hmm. way of living. So it's a little close, a little religious, right? But there's passion, you know, for me, even in the seven years of being in the valley, it's evolving, it's mm -hmm. growing. And people say, but Dina, you've lived in big cities. I go, we're primed here where it's big enough that Jennifer Lopez will come and perform in concert here. Yeah. Well, uh, or Luis Miguel, who was here last night, yeah. right? Yeah, that's true. I know he's a big Bad name. Bad Bunny also comes here. Right? But we're small enough that if you want to, you can create that influence. I have three mayor's phone numbers in my phone, you know. Wow. Like you told me, Dina, yeah. you're in all these events. Mm -hmm. I have been in luncheons with senators. It's not an event unless the Joy Activator yeah. is there. <laughs> They're like, oh, the Joy Activator. But like, you can create change. You can create impact. And it's not everyone therma to be I'm a social person, but I'm a very extroverted introvert. Mm -hmm. I need a lot of alone time. No, I'm yeah. home. Same. I recharge. There's no music. There's no TV. I'm in bed and it's just. Or the being. beach. Yeah, or the beach, you know, grounding in the grass. It's just, I need that. But not everyone has to be out, you know, Dina, but I'm not a social. That's okay. You can make impact just by your energy and that's, that's what people forget. Like, just be a good human being. Right, yeah. Just love and kindness. Yeah, that's all you need. Like, be good to other people. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the bottom line is be good to other people. Yeah. Right? Treat people that. how you'd like to be treated. Yeah, that's true. That's all you need because some people expect the world when they don't give the world themselves. Right. right? You have to, and that's karma. You sow what you reap, what you're planting, the thoughts you're planting in the garden of your mind, and what you keep pouring, fertilizing, yeah. is what's going to grow. That's true. Definition of insanity by Einstein is if you keep doing what you're doing and expecting different results, right? That's insanity. Yeah. If you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. In order to change your life, change your thoughts, That's change true. your mind, mm -hmm. do different things to have different results. And it's easy, but it's getting out of the comfort zone. Yeah. Your magic lies outside of your comfort zone. Take risks, have fun, focus on the joy. Find what makes you come alive and go out and do it. I love that. 
if people want to get in contact with you, is it do they have to go to the one of these events or <laughs> can they just message you on Instagram oh, or how does that work? Absolutely. So I'm all over social media. I'm on Facebook. Uh, is the it Joy the same? Yeah. Dina Samnani, the Joy Activator is my business profile right, on Facebook, right. but most of the people are on my personal profile. Uh, I have a website if you're more interested. Like, like and We'll put it on the yeah. podcast description. So it's my name, dinasabnani.com. Uh, that's more if you want to hire me. I'm a well-being uh, workshop facilitator. Hire her, people. Hire me. Bring more joy. You know, employee happiness, mental health, well-being is crucial, especially yeah. post-pandemic. Right now, everyone's like trying to figure things out right so it's a perfect we're time. in a weird space financially coming out of the pandemic it is crucial we focus on self before leadership before sales before anything because leadership is responsibility yeah. you have to take care of yourself yeah. you have to you have to invest in your own health both mind and body in and order spirit. to be able to produce everything right. else and that's why employers need to realize but i mean i'm really grateful i'm actually quite blown away that there are corporations and cities mm -hmm. that are now seeing the value in hiring me to get out there and like i travel the world i'm an international speaker i've spoken on stages before international um, superstar you know that's how we do it but <laughs> yeah and they can also uh email me hello at dinasabnani.com it's not hard to figure out find me it really is and for those that are that they might be on the fence or like you know because they might be the type of person where they've never opened up to anybody yeah. are you like do they have to can they just like message you like like super informal informal i'm super informal like so or is it more like hey i want a session well so i always if someone says so i do two things right i'm a speaker i do work shops for corporates and organizations and groups. I have a signature one called a happy hour, mm -hmm. which Ooh. is uh, laughter therapy, mindset work. A lot of what we've talked about, taking personal responsibility, choices. Right. And I do a guided visualization. Another part of me is being a certified theta healer and I do one-on-one oh. -on -one soul coaching sessions. Wow. So people can just reach out and say, hey, Dina, a, I'm interested in doing something for my group or I need help myself. Mm -hmm. Either or, it doesn't have to be formal. I'm not mm -hmm. formal. Meet me at an event. Uh, I'm out there and... Look for the girl with the flower. With the flower or the big smile, right? <laughs> but it's 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 easy to get in touch with me. You know, I'm a part of a lot of organizations. I'm on several boards. <laughs> yes. I've really made it a point to network, to create my network. Thank you for coming. Yeah. And same to, thing. We're doing That's the same how we thing. met. Yeah, networking. Is networking, right? Mm -hmm. And just reaching out. I mean, I was like, hey, what are you doing? I want to do it. And I'm also a winner of your earrings that you were reflecting. Yes. I was really happy. I was like, wow, I never win anything. There you go. It's showing <laughs> up and having a good time. Yeah. And doing things like that. There's this saying in the in the in the valley, and I ask all my guests. Mm. There's a saying where it's like Puro 956. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean to you? Oh, I love it. People most people mistaken me for being Latina of some sort, Hispanic Latina of some sort, right? Latinas are diverse. Yeah. And so I got the little spice, you know, but here I've made the Valley home. So even when I'm doing presentations, I'm using chingon, chingona, and I'm all like puro 956. 
Two years ago for Halloween, we're in Halloween. I was a cholo and I had Puro 956 tattooed on my on, uh, on my knuckles. So I'll show you that after. But it's yes, really please. funny. We'll share on the podcast. Yeah, it's really <laughs> funny. But to me, it is being where you are and being proud of that, right? I think Puro 956 is pride. You're right, yeah. Right? And Puro means like pure, but yeah. it could also mean like yeah, like how you're saying we're proud to be from here. Yeah, I mean like the band Grupo Frontera, right? Exactly. Being from the 956. They're a catalyst, I believe, for, for this saying. Because the, the saying already existed before they made it big. Yes. But when they came out, I feel like it, it added a lot of fuel. Yeah, just what, the pride. Like, hey, what, they're from the 956. Yeah. Look, they're on Good Morning America. They yeah. have got a video with Bad Bunny. They're on the top of the yeah. charts. And it's that pride. It's yeah. like... You know, it could be Hispanic pride, Latino pride, the Cholo pride, whatever it is. So for me, I'm here. I talk highly about the Valley, Nine, though my, my area code still 818. That's fine. You'll have but to change it. You don't have to change it to have that 956. I have, you know. Yeah, I need the T-shirt. <laughs> no, though. we need the 956. That's a requirement. Yeah, I, I need the T-shirt that says Puro 956. Oh, though, yeah. So. Well, we can have a vet make it yeah, for you. There you go. <laughs> There you go. With bling. Yeah. And yeah. flowers. Or sure. something. <laughs> we'll figure something out. Um, is there anything that's on your mind that I haven't asked you or that you'd like to share as a final goodbye here? A final goodbye? I don't even know how long we've been chatting. We've just had such a great conversation. It's been an hour. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, time flies. <laughs> time does fly when you're talking about yourself. No, no, it hasn't felt like an hour, actually. It's been... No, it's, it's been, great conversation. It's, Thank it's you. Great. Yeah, no, it just... Cheers, Joy. Like, find what makes your soul happy and go out and do that. Because here's the secret. When you're vibrating at a, ha at a frequency, mm -hmm. and this can be measured by heart coherence, when you're coherence, when you're vibrating at a frequency of happiness, joy, compassion, the impact your frequency makes mm -hmm. in, your, in your world mm -hmm. is significant. They said that one person high vibing person can impact over 70,000 mm -hmm. people. Your energy matters. Yeah. You being in a space where you do the work to get through whatever gunk and beliefs and crap that you've gone through, it's not learning anything new. The secret is it's not that you have to learn something new. You have to unlearn mm -hmm. all the stuff that doesn't suit you. It's peeling away that onion. It's understanding that you don't have to be this because your ancestors... Or constantly updating. Yes. Stop things that don't make sense. You know, they say the generational trauma stops here. There are a lot of people doing the work to say, that didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense now. Right. I don't have to follow those, those cultural norms when mm -hmm. it doesn't apply. We're in 2023. It's a new world. Right. The sooner we understand and respect the old and take the values and the traditions that make sense to you. Mm -hmm. Right? Don't Those core values. Don't discard that, but it has to resonate with your soul. Mm -hmm. Like I grew up in a traditional, like you know, in a Hindu culture, but I took what sang to my soul, and I just went that way, and I've turned out okay. <laughs> I was in more than okay. Very joyous person indeed. My last question is: <laughs> What's one thing that you've learned that you like to share? for people who might be watching or listening. They might be driving their car, maybe they're doing laundry, 
maybe they're inputting some data for their worksheet mm -hmm. or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. What's one thing that you want them to to take away? What's that lesson that that you've gotten and and, and you want to share the this lesson so that people could at least if they take anything away, it's this. It's do what it's it's the same. It's do what makes you happy. Do what makes you happy. Do what makes you happy. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. And I, I first, I want to thank you for coming all the way over here. And secondly, I want to thank Yvette for yes. also allowing us to have this space, Backdoor Modern Vintage, because without her, we wouldn't have the opportunity to bring people such yes. as yourselves to share their story, what they've done in the world, yeah. what, what they're willing to share. So a big congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Yvette. Thank you. I have to come and play here because, I mean... Like fashion and dress up is my thing. It's my thing. I yeah. love it. So yeah. oh, we're right here in Westlaco. Yeah. Old eighty three. Yeah. But yeah, thank guys, you, so much. you have to come back and check this place out. It is like above and beyond what I even expected. It's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming, and we'll be hopefully being more joyous. Yeah. Choose it. Choose it.